All right, we're brought to you by Larry King Law as we get to uh, big game bets. Uh, brought to you by High Noon Hard Seltzer. Visit High Noon on Spirits.com, HighNoonSpirits.com to find it near you. All right, uh, we are at Hooters here, 1160 North Military Highway. We'll be here till 7 o'clock. So I was going to look at some of these Travis Kelsey um, props today, among some others. Want to start with Kelsey. Uh, he's gone under reception props this year, 10 of his last 12 games. However, he has gone over in two of his three playoff games. His prop number is back up to 6.5. It was 5.5 in the previous five games. All right, keep this in mind. We do understand, now correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're the Hollywood Entertainment Reporter guy, James, <laughs> uh, that, that we do believe Ms. Swift will be at the game, correct? She'll, she'll make it. More than likely, she'll okay. make it. Okay, so here's, here's what I got for you. Travis Kelsey with and without Taylor Swift in 12 games this year with her, six without her. Receiving yards, 78.8 with her, 50 yards without her. Receiving percentage, 81% with her, 74 without her. Yards and targets per target, 9.6 yards to 6.1 without. Wow. So, so there's a big jump. He gets a big boost. He gets a, he gets a, he gets a Taylor boost, uh, if you will, uh, if she's there. So, you know, keep that in mind uh, if you're getting on, in on these Kelsey uh, kind of bets as well. Um, one of our guys earlier had asked us our thoughts on Brandon Ayuk as a MVP. Was receiving prop is at 62.5. Right now, his lowest since week six. Uh, right now, his prop was a season-high 76.5 last week, and he had 68 yards. He's gone under the reception of receiving yards uh, and the props in both playoff games here so far. So there's something to uh, keep in mind for him as well. And Christian McCaffrey has gone over his rushing props in nine of his last ten games, 13 of his last 18. His rushing number is 90.5 yards, the highest number he's had all year. So that's a high number. Mm. Um, I mean, if he if he gets the over on that, they're probably you got to feel good about the Niners, right? And I think he's their path to win. I mean, I really do. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's their path to win. You can run on this 49er, or excuse me, on this uh, Chiefs defense if you're the 49ers, but you got to be committed to it. Um, they've got to get off to a better start. They've had some really lousy starts here in the playoffs, which is unniner like. That has not been their issue. Uh, they have been really bad in the. Um, in the starting category in these first two games. They've played poor first halves. Terrific second halves. Mm-hmm. Terrific second halves, but really poor first halves uh, in these first two games. So I'd be fascinated to uh, to see what kind of start they get off to because I think that feels very, very important um, in this football game for them. You know, here's a weird thing, too, from just a pure betting standpoint. You know, I, I think we're still at one and a half, right? And nothing's moved there today. So, well, I got you. Got to check every so often because you just never know. Because as far as I know, it has not moved. Yeah, I think it's still one and a half at this point. So one and a half, the over/under total um, as we're looking at it right now. Yep, still one and a half. Okay. Over/under is forty-seven and a half. So that's still the same as well. So not a lot of movement. Probably won't be until the weekend. Obviously, injury reports have been a big thing here. So the Chiefs have um, had this weird thing where they've been. They were really lousy in December. And there's an interesting little trend here about teams that are bad in December as they go on to play in Super Bowls. The Chiefs made the Super Bowl despite the rough patch this year. Two and three in the month of December. Five games in December. They won two of them, lost three of them. Kansas City's the first team to reach the Super Bowl despite having a losing record in December since the 2012 Ravens, who were one and four in December that year. And, of course, they won the Super Bowl. Four previous teams have won a Super Bowl after finishing with a losing record in the month of December during the regular season. 67 Packers, 97 Broncos, 2006 Colts, 
in the 2012 Ravens and now the 2024 Chiefs, or 2023 Chiefs, try to do the same thing. Which is weird, right? You think, wait, you're, you're playing your worst football late in the season, but somehow these teams <laughs> were able to, quote, flip the old switch yeah. and uh, get serious when it mattered. So uh, it's just kind of bizarre, but Kansas City has been able to do that. Chiefs have also go into Las Vegas riding a 10-game win streak in the Pacific time zone, dating back to the start of the 2019 season when their last loss came to the Seahawks in uh, week 16 of 2018. And they've played, by the way, really well in that stadium. Oh, yeah, they have. That's oh, like, yeah. you know, tell, ask a Raider fan, and they'll tell you, well, that's been their house of horrors. And, they, and they, again, the Chiefs in Allegiant Stadium, 4-0, scoring at least 30 points in all four of those games. They averaged 34.5 points at Allegiant Stadium, fourth most by any team. Now, the Raiders are not going to be playing Sunday against that's, the Chiefs. It's going to be the 49ers, the 49ers, although their defense has been very leaky themselves of late. I mean, as we saw with the Packers and with the, um, you know, certainly with the Lions last week. So keep that in mind. Now, I mean, again, a lot of these, again, stats against the Raiders, I don't know, you know, this apple, it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. Right. For sure. But there's no doubt they know the stadium. They know the field. They're comfortable there. Um, they found a lot of success there. I don't, I don't think that should be slept upon. But, again, they are playing the 49ers there. It's, it's a little bit of a different scenario than if they were playing Obviously, the uh, you know the Las Vegas Raiders, who by the way did beat the Chiefs on Christmas Day in Kansas City. Let's that not is for- true. Let's That's not true. forget that. Let's not forget that. That was one of their three December losses. But anyway, these are all just food for thought things. Um, you know, we get towards the end of the pick. I, if you haven't been able to figure it out, I'm very much leaning Chiefs um, right now. I mean, going through the week, I felt good about the Chiefs uh, going into this thing. You know, the defense has been very good in the postseason. Defense is, you know, Steve Spagnuolo's defense has been great all year, but they usually are better in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. And, again, I think there's some areas where they can definitely give Brock Purdy and this offense some issues, but I also think there's some things the Niners can do to counter that, and I'll be fascinated to see the chess match here. And I, I just don't know if the 49ers can afford a crappy start like they've had in the first two playoff games. No, I don't see Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid blowing a lead. Yeah. I mean, Not a big lead, anyway. And I, you know, you look at last week, we were talking yesterday a little bit about how, wow, the Chiefs didn't even score in the second half against the Baltimore Ravens. I also think the Chiefs played very conservatively for them in the second half against the Ravens. It's, it's not, it wasn't like a normal Chiefs-Andy Reid game plan. I think he knew his defense had the game, so he wasn't going to take a lot of chances. Now, he did take a chance on that last drive. Obviously, they put the ball in Mahomes' hand, right. hit, hit Valdez-Scantling for the first down uh, to make the play to kind of ice the clock, but... I just I didn't feel like it was the usual Chiefs attack, right? Like they were comfortable with we'll get a few first downs. We don't have to anything that ends with a, with a kick here, whether it's a punt or a field goal, is going to be good. We just don't want to turn the ball over. Kind of felt they were ultra conservative against Baltimore. Um, just real quick on the 49ers' offense in the postseason in the first half in these two games, they have only scored 14 total points compared to 44 in the second halves. Um, Purdy, just 55% completions in the first half. They're only 5.2 yards per play. Second half's a whole different story, about 67% and 6.5 yards a play. So they've been a second-half team, which is weird because the 49ers' offense is usually really good on the script. Like this is yeah. Kyle's script's great, and they come out and they, they do a good job, you know, deferring, scoring on their first drives, getting the two-for-one, you know, where they, they score before halftime and they get the ball back and start the second half. But this has been weird because they have um, not – not been 
out of the gates quickly like the 49 teams we, we have expected to see. So we'll see if that is a trend that they can buck uh, this weekend. Yeah, you better get those Chiefs frustrated early because we've seen what happens when the Chiefs get frustrated early. We've seen them get flustered this year, and that's not a typical Chiefs thing, but you let them get a lead in the first half, especially a double-digit lead, <laughs> I wouldn't count on catching them in the second half. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Um, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Get to some more on the Super Bowl. i got to get to this Rick Pitino story before we get out of here as well. He's got an idea to fix college basketball. It's the Scott Jackson Show here, Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1, coming at you live from Hooters in Norfolk here. Uh, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED, 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. The Scott Jackson Show will return after this timeout on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. So today, uh, CBS chairman uh, Sean McManus joked in Las Vegas, the NFL has promised us a double overtime game. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm sure that people will handle that rationally. Um, the, by the way, the league announced today officially, um, not, not today, this was announced back in a couple weeks ago, who the crew was going to be. Somebody asked me who the officiating crew was going to be. Uh, Bill Vinovich will work his third Super Bowl um, Terry Killens will be the umpire. Um, the down judge will be Patrick Holton. Line judge Mark Perlman. Field judge Tom Hill. Side judge uh, Alan Baines. And the back judge Brad Freeman. Replay judge Mike Chase. And Roger Goodell will um, phone in from New York to tell them what to do. Of course. Um, no, just kidding. Uh, he'll be in Vegas, obviously, doing that from his luxury box. All right, we're here at Hooters. Um, 1160 North Military Highway. Football fans, you can enjoy Hooters for the big game on Sunday. Lip smacking good time. You can order a carryout special, 50 wings, any style uh, or flavor for 45 bucks. Add dressing and celery for only $5 more. Call your favorite Hampton Roads Hooters to pre-order by February 9th to guarantee. Or you can just join Hooters for the big game and let the world-famous Hooters girls take care of you and your crew. Uh, and be sure to come in for the exciting new specials every single day starting Monday after the big game. You can uh, save on your favorite menu items and drink specials only at Hooters, your original wing joint. All right, so that was um, the news today again. Sean McMahon is telling us it's going to be double overtime. So now, of course, if it does go to double overtime, yep. every wing nut in the world is going to be convinced there was a script. Uh-huh. Uh, so <laughs> if, it goes, if it goes to double overtime, Taylor Swift's going to be asleep. Yes, exactly. Oh, man, absolutely crazy. All right, from the 757, um, said this is a lot better choice uh, for officiating crew than the one they made for the AFC's championship game. Ravens fans, LOL. Yeah, I mean, look, no matter who they pick, the, the, the Chiefs are going to have a good record with him as the, as the referee. Because the Chiefs yeah. win a lot. Yeah. So 49ers probably a good record with Bill Venovich as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, that is, uh, that is probably – Something to uh, keep in mind here um, when we talk about, you know, these referee things and, you know, the conspiracy theorists theorists out there. They, you know, they're really good, so they tend to have a good record against everybody. I still think the Ravens fans should be a little bit more upset at their offensive coordinator than right. the officials. I agree. That's just me. Yeah, and, and John Harbaugh, by the way, he was getting clubbed a little bit on one of these shows the other day because I don't think they understood auto racing. 
And I'm not a, you know, obviously I'm not an auto racing expert by any means, but I do understand the phrase, the driver should have a say in the car, how the car is built. Yeah. Like, I totally got his take on Lamar having more say in how they're going to run the Ravens offense because he's the driver of the offense. It made complete sense. I don't know which one of these boobs on ESPN Network I was listening to, (laughs) probably Greenberg. Uh, didn't understand that. They were like, I, I don't understand this. Stuff. Like, uh, yeah, it's like a NASCAR reference, dummy, or auto yeah, racing. That sounds like that sounds like green. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like really. And then nobody corrected him on the set. Clearly, none of them like racing, which is fine. But it was just like it, I don't know. I mean, you could have seen Days of Thunder one time and understood the reference, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Top cold trickle, damn it, had to understand the car, and that's what you know the you know that they were trying to get to him. You know, they're trying to explain it to him. I mean, that's what was going on there. I mean, you know. You said see Days of Thunder. That's all. You didn't have to be an NASCAR fan, you know, to see Days of Thunder. That's a good point. Yeah. And what's the auto racing movie in the F1 with, um, with, the, uh, with, uh, with Thor in it? What is that one? That, uh, oh, you mean the one that Chris Hemsworth was in? Yeah, oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, blanking, I'm blanking on it. Yeah, that's a good one, too. And that's kind of the same kind of thing. Yeah. There's some, sa- you know, same things. The auto racing, it's about, hey, man, you've got to actually understand what the car, you know, what the car, help build the car if you're the driver. Anyway. Was it Rush? Rush. Rush. There you go. It was a good movie, by the way. Very good movie. Partially true, too, supposedly. Based on the life events of true stories, but obviously extremely over the top because it's well, Because it has to be. It makes it more interesting that way. But anyway. Uh, so you mentioned this story a couple times in the update, and I think we've had this conversation for over two to three weeks in the show. I've never believed these Andy Reid is about to retire um, predictions or rumors or whatever they are. And Andy Reid today made this statement. He says, my mom and dad told me when, I was, when they were working, they said, you will know when it's time, and I'm ready to go right now. Let's go. That's what they would tell me when I was young. I was an inquisitive kid, and so that's the way I look at it. Somewhere you're going to know when it's time. Today's not that day. Um, talking about retirement at this point. Clark Hunt, the Chiefs chairman, went on to say he's received no indication to Reid is preparing to retire because I don't have a sense of that, of what he's thinking. Um, I do know he's really engaged and enjoying it, and I have no sense that he's going to be ready to retire in the near future. But in terms of how long it goes, I don't know. Certainly, I hope it's a long time, but we'll have to see as we go. And, again, asked whether or not he's made preparations for Reed's uh, possible departure just in case. He says, I feel it's too early to start worrying about this at that point. I would definitely be premature. I mean – Again, Andy Reid, people need to remember, literally, you know, took no time at all and just jumped right into, you know, Philadelphia Eagles firing to the, to the Chiefs job. It took right. no time off. Right. He was not looking to get away from football. He loves football. And I don't know. I mean, he's got a young, you know, generational quarterback. Why would you rush away from it? Unless he had, like, a health problem, right? Right. Unless he just – he doesn't look like a guy who's not enjoying himself. So anyway, uh, I'll you know who knows. I don't know where that stuff started this year, but it's fascinating. And of course, maybe he might just shock us all after Kelsey proposes to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Andy Reid announces retirement on the podium. He did say today is not the day. Right, he did say the conspiracy theory. Well, that's true too. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like that movie um, Little Big Man, where he says today's not a good day to die. Uh, anyway, this is an old, really, really old reference. I'm sorry for that. Uh, Paulie in Norfolk, what's happening? Hell to the W. Jack, hey man, I'm, I'm in the greatness. Of, I'm in the presence of greatness, man. We got the three amigos in the building, man. Come on, man. Jack, lucky day. You know what I mean? James, Dan, Needle. We got old the Richie, the legend. 
Dusty Bottom, Paul. <laughs> My guys, man, what's going on with y'all, man? What's up, Paul? You are, man. <laughs> hey, look, man. When Andy Reid retires, they're going to be carrying him off the field in a stretcher, and all you're going to hear is charge. Clear! <laughs> That's the only time Andy Reid will retire, man. They're going to have to revitalize him on the way to the locker room because he ain't giving this up, man. He got Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is getting them Super Bowl rings and Chicken McNugget commercials. I mean, come on. Man. Hey, look, Donovan wouldn't even let him in on the Campbell suit. You know what I mean? Come on, man. <laughs> no doubt. Andy ain't going Andy ain't going nowhere, man. Mm-mm. But look, I heard y'all talking about the, uh, the quarterback thing earlier. Look, the Bears don't know what they're doing. And I don't mean they don't know what they're doing like they don't know what they're doing. I'm saying is they don't really have a clear direction of what they, where they're going at with the organization. You right. think about firing the coach, you keep the coach. You know what I mean? You got the, you got the first pick in the draft. You already have a, a first-round quarterback from three, four years ago that, that you're going to have to pay the bill on sooner sooner than later. You know what I mean? So, at this point, they're going to take Caleb Williams because they got they need more time to figure out what they want to be as an organization. So, the thing is, they're going to keep Caleb Williams. So, they, they're going to have to give up that Marvin Harrison dream because y'all already pointed out that you can't go too far back without losing him. You know, because uh, Arizona's going to take him. You know, Jim Harbaugh's not going to take him. You know, Jim Harbaugh's going to take the best offensive lineman there it is possible. You know what I mean? But that, but Arizona's definitely going to take him, man. But you just hold on. If I'm them, I'm keeping, I'm, I'm keeping him and Caleb Williams, uh, Justin Fields and Caleb Williams, into the season. And then as soon as one of these quarterbacks gets hurt, there you go. You get Justin Fields out of there for a first-round draft. That's easy. So give us uh, three Drake May and, and Jaden Dane. And another thing, man, correct me if I'm wrong. Did I miss something this week? Did, did we only hire one head coach this week? So why yeah, everybody so. act like Keith why everybody act like Kingsbury gonna get to pick the quarterback? He ain't the head coach. Alright? And he had a choice between the commanders and, and the Raiders. Would you rather have a choice of a first-round high draft pick or Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Come on now. Aiden O'Connell, you know I mean? so, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he ain't the coach, though, man. So, yeah, he might have a little input on, on some, you know, some uh, film work. And I like this guy. This guy's good. I worked with Caleb Williams. Yeah, and all that. But at the end of the day, he don't get the final vote and the final decision, man. So let's no. stop talking like with Kingsbury this, Kingsbury that, the quarterback he wants. It's not the quarterback he wants. It's the quarterback they choose for him to work with. I mean, Adam Peters probably has more say than, than Dan Quinn, to be honest with you. I, I think, you know, he doesn't have the final 53 in the contract. So, I mean, they'll, they're, they're all going to talk about it. I mean, I, again, I, I think we're, where people are missing is that all three of these guys have played in spread and play in, you know can play in it. So that's it's not that big of a thing. You've got to pick the best guy. Isn't that 99% of the college quarterback? Yeah. Except for if you coached by Jim Harbaugh? Right. Well, <laughs> right, right. And in this case, I mean, in this case, you know, two of the guys are specifically in the spread that Kingsbury teaches, you know, because Longo's a disciple of that group too, that uh, the Hal Mummy, you know, um, you know, Leach, you know, you know, Mike Leach kind of system. 
whereas uh, the, yeah. the spread's a little bit different at LSU, but still, it's you know th- that guy with his skill set, he, he'd fit just fine in it if they think that he's ready for all the other stuff that comes along with it. He's the guy I just think I mean, needs to eat a lot more steaks. He's so damn skinny. My God, he needs to get in the <laughs> weight room. Hey, the, the thing about Jaden Daniels is I don't want – he got a higher ceiling, it seems, right. than uh, Drake May, but you don't know if he has peaked in college. Right. He, his ceiling might look high, but he might have just already peaked at LSU. Yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think yeah. I think the best football is ahead for uh, Drake May. So, I, you know what I mean? I, I said a couple weeks ago, Drake May was my pick at number two, so I, I'm going to stick with that. You know what I mean? So I'm going to stick with that, what I, what I said earlier. All right, buddy. Hey, man, I appreciate, I appreciate y'all, you know, uh, telling me a nice time yesterday. I came out there to see y'all, man. Yeah, hey, man. I just, We're yeah, out I, about tomorrow, I, too. Come out and see us. We'll be in uh, Portsmouth at the uh, Rivers Casino. Oh, yeah. I just thought about something, too. I didn't see Ricky yesterday, but I see he's at Hooters, though, huh? No, R- Richie is not. <laughs> Richie is back in the studio. Hey, hard, hard, sure as, hard as he tried, Polly. Hard as he yeah, tried. Hard, he hey, tried, hey, but no. Hey, Richie, don't worry, man. Those wings are banging. I know why you did. <laughs> you, got the other, you got the other two amigos covered for you. I got you. I got you. I, I've got the nonverbal role today, Polly. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, man. I'll holler at you guys tomorrow. All right. Man. Be good, Polly. All right, see you, Pauly, in Norfolk. Uh, good enough to join us. Uh, Breeze in the 757 has texted us. It has nothing to do with um, Seal for once. I'm shocked. He says, the sticker is dangerous and inconvenient, but I do love Fig Newtons. He said, Ricky Bobby, best racing movie ever. Yeah, and they probably talked about the driver having something to do with the car in that movie too, right? Yeah, even Will Ferrell knows. Guys. Even Will Ferrell would know that. Um, of course, Will Ferrell... San Diego. It's uh, never mind. All right. Uh, <laughs> 757-687-9494. All right. Rick Pitino has got some ideas for college basketball. I'm so happy Rick Pitino is back in college basketball. We'll get to that coming up next. Scott Jackson Show here. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED. 757-INJURED. James Witham has your sports center. You are listening to the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right. We just uh, met Cowboy Dave during the break. Uh, good man came out here hanging out with us, and he just picked up our last set of tickets as well. So we have uh, we've given away a lot of tickets here today. We gave away Aria Speedwagon train. We gave away Australian Pink Floyd, Atlantic Bank Union uh, Pavilion, and, of course, professional bull riding tickets to the Hampton Coliseum on the 23rd. So... Uh, we'll have more tickets tomorrow. We're going to be at Rivers Casino uh, in Portsmouth. We're looking forward to getting out there. Should be a lot of fun. Um, and if you can join us, please do. Uh, G in the shop, by the way, says, Ricky Bobby ain't better than Days of Thunder. Shout out Robert Duvall. Yes. I mean, he's, ready. he's right about that. Robert With all due respect. Bobby, by the way, Robert Duvall. I mean, can we just spend a second on what an incredible actor Robert Duvall is? I mean, do, do we, again, I'm watching a lot of – The Godfather's on like every night. I don't know why, but it's on like every night. That is and, interesting. And I get sucked in every freaking time. <laughs> and it's just like you're watching young Robert Duvall uh, in that movie is so freaking cool. Uh, but, yes, I mean, Robert Duvall um, – very underrated is Tom Hagen, of course. He's a great man. He's not Sicilian, but he's a great man. That's right. Uh, but anyway, one, one of the great uh, roles in, in The Godfather, kind of underrated. Obviously, Pacino and uh, obviously, you know, the, you know, Brando and clearly, you know, Robert De Niro as the 
you know, in Godfather 2, kind of in bigger roles. But, you know, Tom Hagen role, very important. And then, and again, his Days of Thunder as the, as the wily veteran crew chief mechanic, whatever you uh-huh. know, want to call him, with Cold Trickle, trying to settle down old Cold Trickle. Um, very underrated. Very underrated. In a cheesiest short sort of way. But it's certainly, uh, it's a very good racing movie. Very underrated. I uh, do find it much more enjoyable than Draft Day um, <laughs> with Sonny Weaver. Not exactly near the top of your list. No. The worst movie ever in sports uh, movie history. All right. Rick Pitino, the St. John's coach, says college basketball needs a salary cap and a new Ooh. hierarchy to thrive. Of course, this is a day after that Dartmouth ruling came down. He said this. National Labor Relations Board on Monday ruled that Dartmouth's players who had petitioned to be recognized by a local union now employees of the school are ruling that it could allow NCAA athletes to unionize, negotiate working conditions, among other aspects. Patino tweeted. How about that? Patino at his age tweeting. He tweeted on Tuesday night that major conferences in college basketball should join forces and create a salary cap of up to $2 million. He did not specify if that number would include name, image, and likeness uh, payments or funding directly to, from schools. But Patino said this in his tweet or his post. For basketball, have the Power Five Big East commissioners get together and create a salary cap between $1.5 to $2 million. All contracts delivered to the league and school offices. While Patino did not suggest that major conferences should split from the other schools, he said the cap should be different for those leagues. All conferences should establish their own salary cap. I would never exclude anyone from the NCAA tournament. Obviously, football is a different sport entirely, and some of their talent makes more money than NFL players. More solutions to follow in the coming days. So that it's not a terrible idea. No. It, it's really not, and I don't know. Maybe it'll pe- make people uncomfortable to hear him say cap or whatever, but again, if you had – and his other point is they should be two-year deals, right? they, they got to be like two-year – you have to have a two-year contract binding agreement – um, which is no different than pro athletes. Right. They have contracts, too. It, this is Patino's point. So that way, at least, there's some roster setting, and there's not like this, oh, my God, i got to reinvent a team every year, right? Which, by the way, is not good for, I don't know, I know this is lost in all this get-your-own uh, world that we live in now in college sports is called something called, like, level of play. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a small little thing that we used to care about, level of play, quality of play. Uh, enjoy, you know, enjoyability, uh, those kind of things. Because the level of play is not as good when you have all this merry-go-round stuff. It's not. And, I mean, Ricky Ronnie's sitting across from us yesterday saying that, you know, he wasn't sure yet on the final number, but it could be very similar to last year. He's had to reinvent a team with 58 new guys or in that range. is crazy. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just football's problem. You hear about continuity. Yeah, there's no right? continuity. There's no such thing anymore. Even no. if you keep your staff. Yep. If you've got, if half your players are new, where, where's the continuity there? Yeah. Um, Rick Pitino went on to say, do away with letters of intent, make athletes sign the two-year binding contract, no different than pro athletes, which they are. With that, the NIL collectives put together their NIL contract based on the cap. Obviously, a lot has to go into this. I do believe the NCAA should be taken should be taken out the of the equation, and the commissioners put it in as the NCAA loses more cases than a defense lawyers on Law and Order. 
Patino with a little zinger. He's got zingers, too. I like it. You know, so many of these coaches are so happy. They hate the NCAA anyway, like for all the stuff over the years, the nitpicky stuff. And, you know, in the good old days when, you know, strange things right, happened to Rick right. Patino, like clearly, you know, Louisville was trying to set him up when he was at Kentucky <laughs> or vice versa when he was at Louisville uh-huh. uh, by turning him into the NCAA. And, of course, Western Kentucky would then be put on probation when these things took place. So, you know, I don't know where they're going to go, but clearly the model that we have now is not going to be here much longer. I mean, it's the days are coming. Maybe it would be smart for the NCAA to have some preemptive strikes uh, and, and, and do, a, you know, and, and get this stuff, you know, taken care of. Be careful with the strike word because that's where we're headed yeah, next. right, right. Be careful right, with that one. Right, Well, we're not going to have a strike strike. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I just – it's – Definitely going to be a different model. Whatever it's, whatever we have in the future is not going to look like we've known. And there's just so much money involved here. It's going to be very difficult to uh, to keep this thing going. And I, I do think people like Patino and these other coaches probably should have a little bit of say in the whole thing. People were kind of you know clubbing Harbaugh last year for saying all the things he was saying at Michigan, just saying, "Well, here's a guy who's got one foot out the door. Of course, he's going to say this stuff." But I, I do think he actually means it. I, I think I, he means it too. I, yeah. He's still talking about it as he left. Like this is what he wants to see as well. So I don't think it was all just self-serving, just to you know be a be a guy just messing with everyone on the way out. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. We got. Oh no, I've started a um, a um, Robert Duvall fan club. Nine one nine says Duvall played Bo. Radley into Kill a Mockingbird way before God. Yeah, that is true. Wow, that's yeah. a good pull. That's a deep cut. And that, that is, is a deep cut. Um, Nicole and Tom Pre-Scientology, America's sweethearts, is breeze in the seven five seven. And you're wa- and and you're right. Watching draft day is like a swift kick in the crotch. Costner <laughs> equals baseball. Yeah, amen. I mean, it's just so cheesy, ridiculous. Like this guy makes the worst trade ever. And he gets some get out of jail free card by like like bluffing his way to it is so absurd. I mean, yeah. it just like if you're an NFL GM and you're watching this movie, you're like, what world are we living in here? This stuff does not happen. Like you've got to be so freaking annoyed uh, to see this kind of stuff. Uh, James the two five two always my two favorite games of the year, unless uh, Dallas makes a Super Bowl. So, yeah, it's my two favorite sporting events. Oh, he was talking, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking at yesterday's Duke Carolina t- uh, text the other day. He says, Duvall is a good one. Days of Thunder was good. Yes, it was. And, again, clearly these guys at ESPN had never seen it because they didn't understand the reference about the car and the driver. That's anyway, sad, man. Um, secondhand Lions, Robert Duvall another, another one. another good one, yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh Ross. I mean, Robert Duvall is in a ton of them. And he lives in the Plains, Virginia. I don't know if people are aware that he lives, like, outside of Middleburg, Virginia, in this place, the Plains. He's got, like, a, like a, a place up there that he lives in. Uh, Jack Reacher also, another Duvall movie. Really? Was he in Jack Re- Yeah, I guess he was. He was helping. But in the That's movie, right? right? Not, the sh- not the Reacher no, show, no, no, but the movie. The movie, yeah. yeah he's yeah. helping Tom Cruise. That's a good one as well. And they hooked back up in that movie then. Yeah, it was a reunion. A, yeah, he's been in a lot of great things. All right, 757-687-9494, We're going to get out of here in a bit, but before we do that, we'll get into some What We Missed. And one thing we're going to miss is a repeat MVP in the NBA. Apparently, we'll get to that next year. Scott Jackson's your priority on the sports radio. 94.1, we're brought to you by Larry King Law. This is the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's been a long day, and sometimes things fall through the cracks. It's time to figure out what we missed. 
on the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, welcome back. Coming at you from Hooters here on North Military Highway. Final few minutes. Um, Good to meet all the fine people that came out here today. Again, tomorrow we will be at Rivers Casino in Portsmouth. Come on out and see us. Joel Embiid underwent a left knee procedure this morning. He'll be reevaluated in four weeks. So the reigning MVP likely uh, not going to be a two-time back-to-back MVP because, of course, he's not going to hit the minimum game threshold right. to do so. Uh, and meanwhile, the season's going on. 29-year-old, uh, of course, had to miss game five of the Sixers playoffs back in 2021 with a meniscus tear as well and had season-ending surgery in uh, the 2016-2017 season as well. He's had knee issues. It's a shame because the guy is a flat-out baller when he plays. I mean, you and I saw it close up and personal this year in Charlotte uh, with what he did to the Hornets, and he was having a really good season this year. The All-Star is leading the NBA in scoring right now. He was on pace to join Wilt Chamberlain as the only player to average 35 points, 10 boards, and 5 assists in a season. Was also on pace to become the only player uh, since Chamberlain to average at least uh, one point per minute played. Oof. But the 29-year-old is obviously going to be out here for some time now. Um, interesting stuff today. The Vegas mayor um, stating that she believes the team, the Oakland A's, should stay in the Bay Area. That's <laughs> wild. That is uh, wild. Carolyn Goldman um, isn't really extending the warm welcome after all to the A's they, who want to build a $1.5 billion stadium in her city. In fact, she said the team um, stadium play doesn't make sense and the A's ownership should go back to the drawing board and pitch a new plan for the Bay Area. I personally think the A's should try to figure out a way to stay in Oakland and make their dream come true, uh, which is pretty wild. She said this on a front office sports podcast this week. She took to social media later in the day to add context to her comments and said she was excited for the prospect of baseball in her city, though she didn't back off her statement that she really thinks they should make the relationship in Oakland work in a perfect world. And I don't disagree with her. Yeah. I, I mean, how can you disagree with that? I mean, she's right. I mean, in a perfect world, but it isn't a perfect world, obviously. And uh, things have, you know, been rocky for the A's for a long time. But it would be nice if they could stay there. It's been tough for Oakland. I mean, again, oh, yeah. you know, the Raiders are long gone. The Warriors moved across, uh, you know, the other side of the bay and are really the San Francisco Warriors, even though they're you know still considered Golden State. So, anyway, that's tough. Um, by the way, more Robert Duvall love. August McRae from Lonesome Dove. Also, he was in the great Santini's, another one I had forgotten earlier. That yep. was another really good one uh, from the 804. Uh, also says, I believe Duvall was quoted saying, Gus McRae, who he played in Lonesome Dove, was his favorite character. Well, that's good. That's a wow. good fun fact right there, huh? I like that. Yeah. So we started this Robert Duvall thing today. I don't know how this started. I don't even remember how we got here. That's always <laughs> the best stuff. It's always the best stuff, and we can't remember how we got here. I must feel like we're sealed to Robert Duvall. Yeah, we went from Seal Robert Duvall. So yeah, it's going to be the new thing for a few days. It's like we're drifting into <laughs> a What's Your Rank Robert Duvall movies thing at this By point. By the way, speaking of What's Your Rank for tomorrow, did we fall on a topic? I can't remember. I thought we did, right? Did we come up with a uh, What's Your Rank for tomorrow? Oh, One Hit Wonders, Super Bowl One Hit Wonders. Because there's a lot of guys that really you just remember yep. from Super Bowls and very little else. So, yeah, that'll be kind of a What's Your Rank Wednesday One Hit Wonders uh, tomorrow. And I'm sure at some point this week I'll crank out uh, and I'll make you do it as well, a top five Super Bowl halftime memories as well. Oh, yeah. Before we uh, get rid of all that stuff. All right, so tomorrow again, here's the plan. We'll be at Rivers Casino in Portsmouth. Hope you can join us. 
uh, for the program will be on from 3 to 7. Got a lot to do tomorrow. What's your rank? Wednesday, uh, Wood Ceiling, now that we have yet another lawsuit court appearance with the NCAA. We'll have to go through all that with him tomorrow. Uh, the Old Dominion Athletic Director joins us each and every Wednesday. We'll uh, get his take on it from the NCAA side of things as well. Thanks to all the good people here at Hooters in uh, North Military Highway in Norfolk. Again, if you want to order a 50-wing special for just 45 bucks uh, for your Super Bowl Sunday, you better do it before uh, February 9th, before the big game Sunday, uh, to get that locked in. And Otherwise, come by Hooters. They'll take care of you. And always have great deals here at Hooters. Uh, Hooters, your original wing joint. So, again, thanks to all of them for their help today. Uh, thanks to you all for listening. Thanks to Fred Smoot for sliding through today. It was fun talking to Smoot. If you missed anything, you can always go to the uh, podcast page on the ESPN Radio 94.1 website or on the app as well and find those interviews. And that was at 4 o'clock if you're looking for that one specifically or any other segments for that matter. You can just filter through them. Uh, those are brought to you by Dominion Floor Coverings. All right, we're going to say goodnight. Uh, we are represented by Larry Kinglaw. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED. That's 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. The law firm you can count on, Larry King Law. Use them before you can as well. Uh, they'll take care of your family as they take care of mine. All right, for James Witham, Scott Jackson saying so long till tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We join you from Rivers Casino in Portsmouth. Have a great night. We'll see you then.